This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today, more damning whistleblower testimony in the Biden crime family scandal. And Jason Aldean's country music video is canceled for being super duper racist. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and today the previously anonymous IRS investigator once involved in an investigation of Hunter Biden and until now only known as Whistleblower X has been identified as Special Agent Joe Ziegler, a self-identified gay Democrat who has been with the agency since 2010. Ziegler and his boss, IRS Supervisory Special Agent Gary Shapley, appeared for a public hearing this afternoon in front of the House Oversight Committee to discuss the alleged politicization of the investigation into Hunter Biden and confirm the allegations put forth by his supervisor, Agent Shapley, and others. Here is some of his opening statement in which he stresses the damage his true testimony could do to his career. Watch. Today, I, I, I sit here before you not as a hero or or a victim, but as a whistleblower compelled to disclose the truth. That said, in coming forward, I believe I'm risking my career, my reputation, and my casework outside of the investigation we are here to discuss. I ultimately made the decision to come forward after what I believe were multiple attempts at blowing the whistle in the Internal Revenue Service, at the Internal Revenue Service. No one should be above the law, regardless of your political affiliation. And throughout the hearing, Ziegler, again, a man who has literally nothing to gain from telling the truth except staying true to his own conscience, confirmed Shapley's previous testimony, stressing just how much tax fraud Hunter Biden was able to achieve while the federal alphabet agencies turned and still turn the other way to this day. Watch. Thus, as I read the public documents as the Department of Justice action against Hunter Biden, there is nothing that indicates Hunter Biden will be required to amend his false tax return for 2018. A false tax return that includes proper deductions, improper deductions for prostitutes, sex clubs, and his, child, and his adult children's tuition. Sex clubs, is there a proper uh, notification for sex clubs? I don't think that that's proper at all. And as he detailed just how far the agency went to cover for the Biden crime family, Ziegler was asked an important question. Was this type of interference in investigations normal? You also testified that Assistant United States Attorney Leslie Wolf told you that you would get into hot water if interviewed the president's grandchildren. In other cases that you've worked over your career, have you ever had a prosecutor tell you that you couldn't interview a relevant witness? So there, there, there are certain things that come into whether we talk to a witness or not. So if they're an attorney, if there's some special situation that might come up that might cause caution to interviewing that witness, but I've never been told that we couldn't 
approach someone to interview them as a part of an investigation. I, yeah, I mean, there's, there's certain situations to where you have to do a further analysis of the information that you might get if they're, like I said, if they're an attorney. But yeah, so in this case, we needed uh, to, to, to talk to witnesses related to things that were deducted on the tax return. And in, in this case, it was the adult children um, that we needed to talk to. Sounds like unprecedented measures to protect the Bidens. And as Ziegler and Shapley provided further testimony detailing the corruption within the federal government to cover for the Bidens, an anonymous FBI investigator shared a letter sent to them by FBI General Counsel Jason Jones, which read, The department expects that you will decline to respond to questions seeking non-public information likely covered by one or more components of executive privilege or other significant confidentiality interests, in particular information about deliberations or ongoing investigative activity in law enforcement matters. So, in other words, carry our water, please. Here to discuss this and more, we have Jason Buttrell, Chief Researcher of the Glenn Beck Program, and Rob Eno, Blaze TV's media critic. Um, so, I've heard mixed reviews, uh, or I should say mixed expert analysis on, let's just cover this, this FBI investigator who had been called to give testimony and had received this letter from the FBI that's like, hey, <laughs> like we're not going to tell you what to do, but we're just going to say we very much expect you to decline to respond to questions about our, uh, you know, illicit activities. And I've heard one person say like, oh yeah, that's totally standard procedure. And then another uh, analyst who says that's actually way outside of the norm. Jason, you've spent some time, not, I mean, not in the FBI, but, <laughs> you know, with uh, intelligence. What, what's your take on that? Well, I, I mean, I guess I could see them worried about if there was like an ongoing investigation and certain things that they would just wouldn't want them commenting about something that's an ongoing investigation. Is there an ongoing investigation? Well, we that, were told it was closed. Yeah, I, I mean, he's already made his little plea deal right. or whatever. So I, I would assume that that there is an ongoing investigation. But I mean, this this whole, today was very, very odd. Um, I don't know if you guys were watching like, like where we work, there's like, you know, a bunch of TV screens. And the only people covering this was Fox News. Mm. None of the other networks were covering this. After it was done, then I saw, like I think it was CNN, was having commentary. That way they didn't have to play this live so their viewers could make, draw their own mm -hmm. conclusions. They had to direct their spin on it. And I kind of, I mean, none of the information that came out today is new. A lot of it was getting tweeted around like, oh my gosh, did you see what was exposed? This was exposed right. long ago by right. Shapley's, right. or Shapley, how do you say Shapley, yeah. um, When he came out. So the only thing we didn't know was the identity of the Ziegler guy, the second guy. He's always just been whistleblower X or right. whatever. Um, and the only reason I could think of for them to call these guys back is if for one, they were saying that Shapley might be partisan, so they wanted to show this guy as a gay Democrat which he just came out with. Mm -hmm. um, so clearly he's not trying to, you know, I don't know, you know, hurt the Democrats here. Right, this, is, right. this is his team. Uh, I think the House Oversight Committee and the entire GOP is getting very irritated at the lack of progress on this. Think about that. You brought up the FBI mm -hmm. uh, agent that testified. He has now confirmed the testimony of two other federal employees that weird crap is coming going on right here. I mean, what else do you need? Right, right now they're like, they're, I mean, Trump is, has, what, uh, he's on the verge of getting his third indictment. Mm -hmm. 
They're going to put him in jail. Mm-hmm. Just call it right now. Do not be surprised when the, president, the former president of the United States, the guy that you might be looking to vote for in this next election, is in jail. I think he will be. I was reading this, uh, this rundown of all the charges that the insane uh, ways they've been able to manipulate the law, bend it just to put, to put away uh, you know, January 6th uh, protesters, mm-hmm. and they're using precedents that they use there to now go after Donald Trump. They're going to put him in jail. What else can you get done if you have all of this information, whistleblower testimony, FBI agents, IRS saying that, look, they hit all this stuff. They made it to where we could not investigate. There's questions we could not even ask Mm -hmm. because it's so crazy. All the questions you've been bringing up from like 2014 with Burisma, they let the statute of limitations go. So he never has to answer for that. Mm -hmm. And now we're finding out about the president actually attending a lot of these meetings. Millions of dollars are getting sent from foreign entities to the Biden family. And we know for a fact that Biden was attending some of these meetings and he lied, saying that he never ta- discussed any of it. He's dirty. Right. He's dirty. They know it. And now Republicans are like, are you going to do anything about right. this? Right. Like, what? So, I mean, I, wouldn't, I, I fully expect them to try to drag this out as much as possible. Do we expect anything to come from this? No. no. That's no. how embedded the deep state is on this. And that's the that's frustrating part. But orange man bad, Jason. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's what the Democrats did the whole time. I mean, I caught parts of it, but it seemed like every Democrat that was asking questions was like, well, you know, Trump did something, did this, and Trump did this, and Trump did this, and wouldn't ask questions of the witnesses on the stand, right? That was what they did so that CNN could get their sound bites. I bet you CNN led with, well, Trump did all these bad things. Trump did all these bad things. Trump did all these bad things. The Biden family sold out the vice presidency in his office and did things for these foreign entities and got money for it. Mm -hmm. That's what the Bidens did. Why were those documents in Joe Biden's garage? Oh, no, they they were just there. He just forgot about them. I mean, that, that, that's what they were. But Trump was going to sell them to the Saudis so the Saudis knew what the Iranian, you know, the response to the Iranian plan was. It's but unbelievable. They, they all say it's, it's yeah. absolutely unbelievable. And the media carries the water, and that's why they don't do it. It's the same stuff with the, the, the Wuhan lab, right? It's all the same stuff. It's the same story going over and over and over again. I had a friend today that was, it was a left-wing friend that was going on about the Wuhan lab, and I finally showed him the Vanity Fair piece, and he was like, oh, so what you've been saying isn't crazy? But no, this is the stuff that's been happening because the media paints one side of the story and they give one side of the facts. Like in the Wuhan thing, well, you know, gain-of-function research was made illegal in 2018 and this happened in 2020, so obviously they had the ability to do it. No, it started before. They just do, they, they let out facts that mean nothing to obscure the issue and they do it all the time. And that's what the media was looking for and that's what CNN was looking for and why they didn't do it like you said, live. The, what they're doing here, I mean, clearly just going after their political opponent and yep. the way that they're doing it by completely ignoring, you know, what, what looks to be like if they just kind of poke their nose into it a little bit, they could find clear corruption. What, were the, what was the Biden family selling right. for, the, for their services? Right. right. 
Yeah, access. Yeah. Th- that's yeah. it. Influence and access. Hunter's that's expertise it. in being in oh. oil and gas and all of these other things he had no expertise and, in. And Hallie Biden? Mm-hmm. Clearly an oil and gas mm-hmm. executive. Yeah. Clearly, yeah. clearly. I was just thinking about, I was I was looking through like old uh, old things that we had written about. And remember the, the Venezuelan uh, crisis like a few years ago where there was that one leader that the West was backing right. over Nicolas Maduro? Mm-hmm. And I was reading something. It was the, They were talking about, well, why doesn't Maduro just go up and roll this guy up? and throw him in jail. He was scared of the backlash on the streets to put his political prisoner. This is a communist and a a clear dictator who has done way worse. I mean, just absolutely insane things to his own people. He was scared to jail his political uh, uh, opponent. Now, Joe Biden is just doing it all out in the open. He's using U.S. bureaucracy, DOJ, FBI, not a single care in the world. They, no one. The media won't talk about it. They're just cheering him on. We hardly talk about it as if it's that serious. That's how serious this is. They will jail your former president. They're going to do it. And they don't give a crap. They're not scared. Well, and I just want to point out, not because he's your former president, because he is running again. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, because the, the future term is, is what is so troubling to them. And that is why I, I had a lot of leftists like t- talking to me about my, my opening statement from yesterday's show. Um, when I just, I mean, I said like, guys, at a certain point, wh- where does this end? Because I know what it says in the founding documents, but you can't, at a certain point, you can't vote your way out of this because they're rigging the freaking elections in the sense that they are interfering. Every single day, we hear more and more testimony from these people showing the depths these deep state actors will go to interfere in the elections. So... I'm sorry, I don't have that much faith. Listen, show up the polls, I'm going to. I'm not going to let anything stop me. But I'm just saying, like, we should have a conversation about how long do we let this go? How far do we let this go? Because, Jason, you mentioned, like, even in Venezuela, you said, they're still scared to to jail political opponents. Ours are like, yeah, we're going to do it, and we're not even going to feel bad about it. And we don't even care if you call us out, because all of the mainstream media isn't going to cover it. I mean, that like, that's how scary it is right now. So... I don't think it's unreasonable to say, like, I- I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not just going to keep saying, like, I, w- I would never condone violence. Like, I don't see this ending any other way if it's we can't course correct. It's what Of course it is. It's but at the they, same they time, what is, what is the other answer if we can't course correct in the right. election? No, they, they, they want this response so they can show whatever side that supports Trump to be violent extremists that should be dealt with. Sure. Give reason that, that, but that's why they're doing it. Sure, but but what? But I think it's two pronged because not only would they appreciate the that type of response, sure, it would maybe, but they it also if you don't respond, they also just get to control right. everything forever. So you're kind of in a lose lose situation no, no, I, no, there. I'm not saying that. that I'm not calling for anything. I'm just saying, but that's the response that they want. That's why they're doing this. Yeah. I mean, the, the system, our system is set up to where you don't have to, you shouldn't have to resort to that. No, you shouldn't have no, to. I mean, it, it's meant so that you can protest your government and your government is supposed to listen to you. Um, yeah, I, 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 there's so many other avenues that I think we could take, you know, our government back and our country back without having to resort, uh, resort to violence. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't think that's what we're all about. I, I, I don't I don't think not. that we don't have to. Re- we, we are not the left. That is not something we have to do. But we do have to get more engaged. I think as conservatives, our, our first reaction is it's not even hardly pay, pay attention to most things mm-hmm. to even really talk about them, because 
if you're like me, you just don't like the government. You don't like talking about it. I have to be in it nonstop because of what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't like it. I, do, I don't want to get politically involved. You have to change that mindset at this point. You have to direct your, atten- your, uh, your energies into finally getting politically involved. If that means, uh, uh, you know, looking at protests, you know, so things like that, that you, you know, like flooding Washington, D.C. peacefully, then that's something that we have to start looking at. The left is very good at this. We suck at it. But it's something that we have to do now because they see us as pushovers. Mm. They see us as never going to actually stepping up onto a soapbox and having a voice. You've got to change that. Yeah. Um, I want to play one more clip here from this hearing. <laughs> kind of a crazy moment. Marjorie Taylor Greene, who just busted out like a bunch of images from Hunter's uh, sex tapes with hookers. And There's a lot. <laughs> questions <laughs> with, the, with that watch. Of of Hunter Biden making sex. Excuse me, this is my time. Making (laughs) pornography. Should we be displaying this, Mr. Chairman, in the committee? The lady's time has expired, and uh, with two and a half minutes over, Mr. Mr. Bufume wants two and a half minutes. He can have it if if he wants to yield some to Ms. Ocasio Cortez when she goes. She can have it. Oh my gosh. So they're protesting those images being shown there to adults? That's the same images in books and kids' elementary schools all over the country right it's now. That's a great point. So, point. Whoa, so what's your issue there? It's a great if point. If it's safe for the eight-year-old, how is it some, how not safe for your perverted eyes there in Washington, D.C.? It's a great point. that guy. Oh, my gosh. Jason. <laughs> Me. <laughs> right. Well, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. want to thank our sponsor, Eden Pure. So if you have odors in your home that you just cannot get rid of, uh, well, you can with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier. It actually like gets rid of very strong odors. I'm talking like litter box, cigarette smoke, uh, cooking, whatever the strongest odor is in your house that you're like, maybe mildew. You're like, I'm never going to get rid of the smell. You will with the thunderstorm. Okay. It starts working in seconds. There's no costly filters to ever replace it. I have them in my house because I live in a zoo. Uh, I have animals and reptile and prepubescent children, and there's all sorts of smells going on in my house, but you wouldn't know it when you walk in it because I have thunderstorm air purifiers all over my house. Uh, They've got a ton of thousands of five-star reviews, so you know it's going to work. This week, we've got a really, really great deal for you on your own thunderstorm. You can save $200 on three thunderstorms for whole home protection. That's three units for under $200 if you go to EdenPureDeals.com. Enter discount code Sarah. That is EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code Sarah. Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel announced yesterday that the state will criminally charge 16 individuals for their alleged involvement in alternative elector efforts following the 2020 presidential election. Now, this I'm it's very peculiar to me that this is all coming at the same time. Like, why wasn't this done a while ago? Because it's 2023 now. But the charges include election law forgery, conspiracy, uh, and uttering and publishing. And so she claims that these individuals met covertly in the basement of the Michigan GOP headquarters and signed certificates falsely claiming to be the duly elected and qualified electors for president and vice president of the United States. Um, These charged individuals could face up to 14 years in prison. Um, This is, I mean, we're still learning more and more every day, but here's what she said yesterday during a press conference watch. 
As part of the orchestrated plan, we allege that 16 Michigan residents met covertly in the basement of Michigan GOP headquarters and knowingly and of their own volition signed their names to multiple Basements. certificates <laughs> stating that they were the duly elected and qualified electors for president and vice president of the United States of America for the state of Michigan. That was a lie. They weren't the duly elected and qualified electors and each of the defendants knew it. They carried out these actions with the hope and belief that the electoral votes of Michigan's 2020 election would be awarded to the candidate of their choosing instead of the candidate that Michigan voters actually chose. The basement, Rob. I'm about 90% sure that the basement is where the conference room is for the Michigan Republican <laughs> Party headquarters that they hold all of their meetings in. But it just sounds better when they you say the basement. The basement. The basement. Oh, no. What were they hiding? There could have also been a, hurricane, a, a tornado coming. Yeah. So that might have been why they were there. Who knows? <laughs> it's just, it's insane. This is, um, they make all of this stuff seem like it's the first time that it happens, right? I, I went and looked back. The 1876 election had... South Carolina had alternative um, electors. You know, if you think that the election didn't go well and you were the electors that were on the ballot, you might get together and send something that says, no, we were elected. We believe that our election was fraudulent. And the Constitution prescribes that the Congress of the United States is the adjudicator of those things. That is the system. Right. Just because it hasn't happened a lot before doesn't mean that that's not the system. And what happened? There was a remedy. The Congress of the United States said, no, you're not the electors. The ones that, you know, were certified by the state of Michigan are the electors threw out that letter. And that's the remedy. It's not something that you have to put people in jail for. Mm -hmm. Right. It, this is just ridiculous. And to your point, the reason they're doing it now is that we're a year out from the election. Right. Right. And they're trying to. Yeah. Right. That this is clearly the narrative that they want to paint. Just continuing on from, you know, the Donald Trump third indictment uh, looming is just everyone that was involved in anything Donald Trump touches needs to go to prison forever, I guess. Yeah, the way she was laying it out, you know, it sounds like a, such a clear-cut case. It took three years to materialize. Right. Well, you know, it's, it must be a very, very in-depth case. Three years. Um, yeah, I... This could be, this is a weird story because there's just not much out there on it right now. I saw one of the people that were, that, that was accused was saying something along the lines of, we showed up for a meeting, I signed a paper thinking it was the roll call. I had no idea that, you know, I, not to, to their recollection, they had no idea that they were being, they were signing on to be, you know, claiming they were mm -hmm. electors or mm -hmm. whatever. Look, I, I don't believe any of this crap anymore. I just don't. Who knows? Maybe maybe they are guilty. But at this point, I don't even think it matters. Does it matter in a left-leaning area? In a blue state, in a blue city, does it matter if you're wrongfully accused in this justice system over something? No, no. it doesn't. And all of us feel the same way. And every person out in any red state, or, or I feel sorry for you if you're a conservative and you're in a blue state, you all feel that as well. Mm -hmm. And you're all waiting for these words, you know, this sound. Right. And that's the guys in black coming in to break your door down. Yep. Or it's an agent from the attorney general's office that wants to claim something because there's a narrative that they want to push that's going to help them in the next election. Justice be damned. Mm -hmm. But they want to do that to you. They want to exert that power on you. They want to cower you. They want to make you feel helpless. 
and just sit back and shut up. That, that's how I feel right now. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, just, I just don't believe this. I don't. Well, you keep, uh, so, okay, so I'm, I'm sensing some frustration with you, Jason, from you, I should say. It's day after day, Sarah. Well, I know, but okay, so, so you, but you keep saying people need to get involved politically. But what, ultimately, what can they do when they get involved? What, it, what is there to be done that they can personally do? Well, I, I think there needs to be, I mean, so the left is famous for community organizers, right? right. That's what they're famous for. I don't see that on our side at all. Um, it, it sounds like a dirty word, but maybe we need to start, you know, using their tactics. Like lawfare. You know, like, I hate the fact that we have to use the justice system mm -hmm. to get anything done. But look, they're doing it nonstop. Possibly three indictments, two for sure on mm -hmm. the president. He's going to jail. Um, now this thing, they're using the law for everything else. Like one of the ways that they were, you know, making sure that the election happened the way that they wanted it to mm -hmm. is because their attorneys are out there nonstop in the courts making sure that it did go that way. They, they could change election laws and just do mass mail invalid. They use the law to do these things. We have to do that as well. Yeah. You have to start using lawfare. You have to become a community organizer. That sounds disgusting for me saying that, but you have to. So nothing is going to change unless one million people can get organized and descend on Washington, D.C. and say, we're not leaving until we're heard. Yeah. Things like that scare the left. It also makes huge news. Mm -hmm. We need to get out there like that. I, you have to look at the tactics of your enemy, just like in war, and say, what is working for you? How are you being successful in certain things? And then you need to adopt it. You, we also need to get, I mean, I think we've made big strides in the, in the culture war mm -hmm. lately. Mm -hmm. People like James Lindsay um, mm -hmm. have been doing an amazing job. You have been doing an amazing job with the organization. You've got to get involved in those ways too, because if we lose the culture, it doesn't freaking matter, Yeah. right? Like we cannot lose the culture. We have to start infecting places like Hollywood, Sound of Freedom. Things right, like that. Right. We are making strides. We're just doing it very turtly. We're going very <laughs> slow. Got to get, I almost said turdly. Turtle, turdly and turtly. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, last word. To, to Jason's point, um, and it's what Glenn did in his reckoning special, right, is we, we gave you the names of attorney generals where Hunter Biden is accused of committing crimes in those red state jurisdictions to tell them to go after the Biden family just like they do here, right? You don't want to do that, mm -hmm. but that's something that needs to be done. But that, that's exactly right. And, and the organizing is, you know, if you got any of these Republicans elected and you helped, don't help them again. Yeah. You just don't help them again. And you call them out for not doing it because one thing a politician hates is pain. Mm -hmm. um, all right. We got to uh, take another quick break. Want to thank our sponsor, Jace Medical. So um, you probably never thought about this, but what do you think it would be like if all of a sudden the global medication supply chain of antibiotics just disappeared right before your eyes? Um, you probably haven't thought about it because you don't think about things like where is my medicine manufactured? Well, oftentimes it's places like China and India. And if some sort of national catastrophe, well, There'd be no sort of national catastrophe that would happen in China. What could possibly go wrong in China that might prevent you from getting your antibiotics and medications? Oh, oh wait, 
there could be something. And so what I'm asking you to do is make sure that you have a supply on hand in case of disaster, in case of travel, uh, whatever the case may be, you need to do that with Jace Medical. They've got a pack of five different courses of antibiotics that can keep you prepared for like skin infections, bacterial illnesses, UTIs, respiratory infections, ear infections, whatever the case may be. So um, maybe you just want to be ready for some sort of supply chain crisis. Maybe you want to be ready for traveling. Maybe you want to be ready for some other sort of shortages, or maybe you're just a busy mom like me, and you know what, you're, you constantly get respiratory infections. Maybe your kid constantly gets ear infections, and you're like, I know my kid, I know myself, I know I'm going to get this, and I don't always have time to get to the doctor or get to the pharmacy. Don't get caught unprepared. Go to jacemedical.com, enter code NEWS at checkout. That is promo code NEWS at jasemedical.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. So country music singer Jason Aldean is now defending himself against accusations of promoting lynching and racism uh, following the release of his new song, Try That in a Small Town. Now, I want to play some of this music video. Um, which, you know, I think he, it's, it's a pushback at all of the Antifa riots, um, burning down cities, um, the, you know, anti-police rhetoric. And here is some of that video. Watch. Now, you may be asking yourself, why would he be accused of being pro-lynching for that song? That seems kind of weird. Well, apparently the video was filmed in front of a courthouse in Columbia, Tennessee, where a white mom lynched a young black man, Henry Choate, uh, from the building in 1927. So he knew that. He, he had to, he, he must be a history knew that. expert. He was like, yes. I am going to find a courthouse. Yes. It isn't near my house, right. which it probably is. Um, 
in a basement of a Republican Party headquarters mm -hmm. so that I can... Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, they uh, did have the meeting about the music video in the basement. In the basement, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's just... And if you look at that, every single person that he zoomed in on was white. That, or that was, was not black, behaving that was doing, poorly. Doing, behaving right, poorly. Right. I remember in Boston during these the BLM Summer of Love in 2020, there were protests that were extremely peaceful until about 4 p.m. in the afternoon when the white suburban kids mm -hmm. in their black antifa suits came up and started causing a violent Summer of Love riot. Yeah. They were completely peaceful. That's what he is going against. This isn't about race. This is about, it's just, it's insane, but they will make anything about race. And people like, you know, MTV will, or CMT, which is an MTV station, will, you know, basically deplatform you for it. Well, yeah, so CMT totally removed the music video from their play. They will not play it. Um, Jason Aldean tweeted out this very long statement. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but, you know, he says, uh, apparently the song has been out since May. In the past 24 hours, I've been accused of releasing a pro-lynching song, a song that has been out since May and was subject to the comparison that I, direct quote, was not too pleased with the nationwide BLM protests. These references are not only meritless, but dangerous. There is not a single lyric in the song that references race or points to it, and there isn't a single video clip that isn't real news footage. And while I can try and respect others to have their own interpretation of a song with music, this one goes too far. And of course, he, you know, defends himself. And I think rightfully so. Jason, you're shaking your head. No, don't defend yourself. Well, that's fair. The only thing you should tweet is suck it. <laughs> Seriously. <at laughs> Bitch. This, you're right. <laughs> at this point, <laughs> Any, any, I feel like they're just waiting for you to even give the hint mm -hmm. of an apology. Don't apologize. Don't even feel the need to defend yourself unless you want to write three or four words like, you know, suck it, bitch, or something like that. <laughs> that, that is it. That, that, that's all you... I, I, I'm, so, I'm so tired of... I, and I'm not, I'm not saying this is Jason Aldean um, because I, I don't think he's giving in here. I just think he felt the need to, to you know put into writing and words what he actually meant by the song, which is perfectly fine. But we've seen a lot of people nowadays, and we've talked about some of them on your show, where they show courage initially. Mm -hmm. Like, wasn't there like a baseball player? Anthony Bass, I think his name was. Yeah, like show you show courage, then you immediately back down mm -hmm. once a little bit of pressure comes at you. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. That's, they, they want you to capitulate in front of the entire world stage. And not only that, it doesn't matter if you do, because they won't accept your capitulation. They won't accept your apology. They'll continue to grind you down into the pavement. Don't do it. Which, to, uh, to Jason's point, Rob, I believe that that baseball player ended up, after they made him go through all of this dog and pony show in front of the cameras to express, like, I, I didn't mean to hurt any of my LGBT friends' feelings when I tweeted something, when I posted something that was pro-Christian. Um, he then was released from the team after that. Yeah, right, yeah, right. after so, he did it. Yeah. Right. But to Jason's point, my I think it's number one on the iTunes chart now. Yep. The, the appropriate response was, Thanks for making me a ton of money and making yeah. me number one of the charts. Boom. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And come to my concert. I had to add concerts. Mm -hmm. Like that's right. what you say. Yeah. It's the same thing. I mean, Morgan Wallen actually said something that was, you know, he shouldn't have said. Right. But he his 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 concerts are still sold out. He's still the number one artist. It's just like you said, you ignore it um, if you let them drive the culture. 
they're going. I do think it has, uh, there's something to be said for like how far down CMT has gone mm-hmm. because, I mean, you would think that, as you point out, I don't think the fans are going to be upset by this. He's still going to sell out concerts. He's not going to lose uh, fans, I don't think, from this ultimately. It's just the woke yeah. corporations. It's just CMT who's now gone woke that is that has some sort of a big problem with it. But CMT is the industry and the country mm-hmm. industry over the past. I've been a country fan my yes. entire life. And the, 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 the country CM, industry the country music awards woke. who have drag queens yeah. come on stage and sing with one of their right. country music it's, artists. It's, yes. You know, people... The whole Dixie Chicks thing, or the whatever they are, the Excuse chicks. Excuse me, now. they're the chicks. The chicks, sorry. That's offensive. Um, that that whole thing, that wasn't getting canceled. That was people stopping to listen. To right. And in companies making a business decision that they weren't going to, people were going to turn off their radios when they came on. Right. right. That, that was a business decision that they made. You have to you have to be hyper aware at some of our beloved brands. Uh, mm-hmm. So take Bud Light for instance. Um, no one was aware that there was this marketing chick that was, you know, giving these little video interviews that surfaced later about how, you know, oh, our culture was just too, you know, not inclusive enough. It was too frat boy. I guarantee you there's one of her at CMT. Um, I guarantee you there's one at pick any other brand that you love that you don't think is political. Oh, it's going to be. Very, very soon, it's going to be political. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, the, all these comp- co- uh, companies are just deathly terrified that they're going to get a bad ESG score or they're going to get locked out of one yep. thing or another because of you know whatever's been deemed not politically correct or not woke enough at the time. It, it's everywhere. And you've got to get, again, you've got to get more involved in what you're putting your money into. Mm-hmm. Just stop putting your money into it. They think that they have the power, they as in the people pushing ESG, all that stuff. You have to show them that's total bull crap. You have the power. If you don't give them money, they don't make it. Yeah, yeah. All right, we gotta take a quick break. We'll be right back. The beautiful, the lovely Admiral Rachel Levine, uh, Rick, I like to call him, told ABC News recently that uh, gender affirming care is suicide prevention and that, you know, you, you got to make sure that children are going through the right puberty because they might go through the wrong puberty and that would be really bad for them. Watch. Admiral Rachel Levine is a pediatrician and the Assistant Secretary for the Department of Health and Human Services. She's the highest ranking openly transgender federal official in the country. What would you say to folks who think that they're being reasonable by saying, why can't children just wait till they're 18? Adolescence is hard and puberty is hard. What if you're going through the wrong puberty? Yeah, that what doesn't happen. What if you inside feel that you are female, but now you're going through a male puberty? The argument oh, is, no. well, they're too young to know. I want to make it clear that for prepubertal children, there are no medical procedures done. The standard of care allows them to explore that um, with therapy. Okay, so... I love that he, I guess, is trying to make the argument like, well, we don't shut their d- 
kicked off at nine. So it's totally fine. No, but you're giving them, uh, you know, puberty blockers so that they don't then go through puberty so that when they do try to change their minds later, they can't get their life back all the way. So this is a completely disingenuous statement from a person who, by the way, did not transition medically until much later on as an adult in his adult life and is very happy with that decision for himself, yet wants to inflict this upon children. Cute. Yeah. He's so beautiful, though. The wrong puberty. And all these people that claim to be people of science just cracks me up. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what if a child, we play, all, we play this out to the end, like what if a child thinks that they're some kind of animal and it gets classified as species dysphoria? Mm-hmm. Well, so are they going to then say, well, yeah, you know, like we're just going to halt puberty in general, whatever this animal goes through, that's what we're doing, going to encourage. And that's the right development that they should be taking. It's the same damn thing. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, this is the biggest case. Um, this is the biggest case of mass hysteria I've ever even heard of, ever. Yeah. Right? I, I'm. I'm gonna pitch this off to Rob because I'm gonna get like stuck with my graphic. I, it's, a, it's a social contagion, and all I want to say is that we as a society owe Rachel Dolezal a tremendous apology. Because she mm-hmm. was transracial. She was. And if you can be trans anything, why is being transracial wrong? Sean King as well. King, yeah. 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 Why is that being, why is that, I don't understand. If we can be trans anything, and especially as a kid, why is transracial wrong? I, I just, I don't get it. I don't know where the logic stops. Like you said, you know, a kid can wake up and it's like, I feel like a fox today. Right. I need, you know, I need to get my ears pointy. So can we clip off some ears here? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, you know, can we give me puberty accelerant so that the hair grows on my back or so? I mean, add another acronym, add another letter to the acronym. It's yeah. absolutely Form. insane. It's, it, it, was it Yale? That like 40% of the kids think that they're it LGBT now or that they, or Brown University, mm-hmm. that they think that they're like trans or what, like it's, mm-hmm. it's. Oh, but it's not indoctrination, it. Rob. Don't, no, please. That, that much of an increase, no, it couldn't be indoctrination. It was all, sorry, it was always there. Yes. And they just feel comfortable now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to talk about it because as a society, I'm just trying to get it right. Right, yes. As a society, yes. uh-huh. we, we, we no longer are. Um, are, uh, Intolerant bigoted. bigots. Yes, thank Intolerant you. Bigots. Thank you for saying that. Um, and, mm-hmm. and getting them. It's just, it's absolutely insane. All I have to say, and this is what I'm going to end on, is when I was a 16-year-old boy, if they couldn't tell me that I couldn't go into the women's room or the girls' room, I would have been in there all the time. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a woman today. I mean, right, right. And we see that that's happening. Dude. Right. It's just insane. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I just feel so bad for these we're going to have a serious, serious crisis as these this generation of kids start working their way into young adulthood. I mean, we're already seeing this growing group of detransitioners who are coming out and saying, like, this is what they did to me is horrible. I, I go through regret every single day. I'm, you know, they're they're depressed. Like, I mean, we're going to see very long term ramifications, I think, oh, yeah. in society with all of these people killing themselves, having very severe mental health ramifications from the things that were done to them as a child. Yeah. I also think that there's going to be a backlash to what you were saying. It's generations seem to go through 
cycles, right? Mm -hmm. Like it goes through a cycle where there's a conservative generation, then a liberal generation, a conservative generation, Gen X, which I'm part of, is mostly conservative, that you're a part of. And then you get a liberal generation, the millennials, and then th th there's going to be a reactionary force from these kids for what their millennial parents did to them. Mm -hmm. There is going to be a tremendous backlash. Right. And I think it's going to come, and I think you're starting to see it. Um, and, oh, yeah. And on your point, th that backlash <coughs> is better extend to the medical in industry. It mm -hmm. better extend all the way into the you know politics and the government. All those people need to be held accountable for for what they've unleashed here, mm -hmm. for the damage that they've done to these kids yeah. and adults even. Yeah, uh, yeah I totally. It's going to be swift. It's and I hope it's merciless. Yeah. Well. In a truly peaceful manner. Yeah, peaceful yeah I, um, when I was on Normal World, anytime they said something that could be perceived, and they were like, I hope that it's merciless in Minecraft, just in a <laughs> video game. That's all we meant by that. Oh, that, that, that's part of the, um, the, the, the countering violent extremism yes. thing, though. You yes. can't say in Minecraft yes. because they know. Oh. Hey there, YouTube. We're just joshing with you. We'll be right back. <laughs> sending your kid to summer camp this year. Hope they don't run into this non-binary camp counselor. I've trained all the children at my summer camp to come to me whenever I play my recorder. <laughs> Bunch of five to 11 year olds are just following me wherever I go. I have so much power and I love it. It's the perfect time to teach them about trans. I have so much power and I love it. It's the perfect time to teach them about trans. This guy, like, um, he needs to be on a list should not be 500 feet uh, near a school. Um, wow, and that is an unfortunate hairline. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> he, he, I mean, he appears to be like like 20, and uh, you know what, buddy? You just embrace it and shave the whole thing because you are not doing yourself any favors with that hairline. I look cool. You do look cool. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking up my 2023 bingo card because I wanted to see if I had Trans Pied Piper on the 2023 bingo card. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if I did I don't think not. you did. I don't think I you did. I don't think you did. <laughs> um, no, Jason, you're obviously not, I mean, that guy looked way too young <laughs> to have that hairline. Also, he doesn't drive a motorcycle and wear sleeveless shirts, which he wasn't allowed to wear on this program. But trust me, that's what's under this jacket that he was made to put on. Yes. Not by me. That's right. Okay, take it off. No, I can't. Oh my God, <laughs> Jason! Wow. Oh, there it is. There it is. The, look at those tans. I don't know. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.